This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm, as ever, super delighted to be back with you once again, still recording from my beautiful office facing out over Little Lake, just over from the beaches of Gulf Shores, Alabama. And it's very lovely here, very warm. However, by the time this episode goes to publication, I will be on my way back to Canada for Christmas. Oddly enough, though, having thought, well, you know, I can go home and take a snow holiday for Christmas, it looks like the temperatures in Ontario are going to be too high for snow. Uh, we may not have a white Christmas at all, but what a heck, I get to see the grandkids and Mike and do some recording back in my home studio, which, uh, you know, although this one is great here in the RV, it's just not as good as everything I have, my setup at home. So that's going to be it for two weeks. I'll be back in Alabama on the first of, around about the first of January. And we'll be here until the end of March. And then we'll take the month of April to do a slow meander back home to Ontario. Reason we have to do that is because regardless of what the temperature is now, we know it's going to get super cold over the next few months. And the snow and ice will build up in my driveway and it won't be gone until the end of April. So we can't physically back it down the driveway until all that snow and ice is gone. So what the heck, you know, I'm happy to be out on the road and enjoying being a little bit of a digital nomad. I completely understand why people like to do this, why more people are out on the road, enjoying exploring the countryside and working along the way. It does help while I'm here that they have improved the Wi-Fi access so much. And now I can do Zoom calls and they don't get interrupted. I can do Skype calls and there's no there's no lag. Or oh, having said that, we did have a bit of a lag yesterday, but, um, you know, on the... <laughs> Majority of the time, the calls are absolutely great and it's been a real game changer. Really makes me understand why our guests these days put so much emphasis on having good Wi-Fi because everybody is working. Everybody in this campground seems to be working on something, everybody I've talked to. And this take into account that the majority of people are retirees you know, snowbirds are essentially retirees, although there's quite a lot of families in the park that are doing the whole homeschooling bit with the kids and they're on the road year round doing this. And of course, they need good Wi-Fi. So I completely understand why our guests want it, because everybody's working. So I know I'm labouring the point here, but... Uh, but there it is. So I'd already recorded an episode to go out uh, on this day, and it was really a review of the Vacation Rental Women's Summit, which I attended recently in New Orleans. And I had recorded 45 minutes or so talking about the keynotes and the networking and the food and all the great things that happened at the summit. 
And then I went out for a walk this morning and I was listening to a podcast by my all-time favourite person in podcasting, and that's Cliff Ravenscraft. He taught me everything I know about podcasting. You know, I did his 13-week course back in January of 2000 and, oh my goodness, 2013. It's a long time ago, but I, I did that course. I stuck it right through to the end. And with his coaching and mentoring, I got the podcast off the ground and here we are. So all the things I've done with the podcast and all the previous work that I did on the blog and sharing everything that I've learned from being in this business was rewarded at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit when I received a Pioneer Award. And it was totally unexpected and very emotional. And it made me feel that everything, everything that I've done is worthwhile. So what's that got to do with Cliff Ravenscraft? Well, you know, if, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have started this podcast in the first place. But I still listen to all his podcasts and he has many of them. It's not just one podcast, it's multiple podcasts on different topics. But he has moved on from talking about podcasting to talking about personal development, talking about how you feel worthy, how to believe in yourself. And today's episode, the one I was listening to on my walk was about setting goals. And I'm thinking about, you know, coming up to the new year and how, you know, powerful it was for me to get that award. And it made me start thinking about setting some new goals. So I listened to that podcast for an hour and a half on my walk and decided then that I was going to ditch what I'd recorded the other day and actually share with you some of my personal development work because we spend so much time on the podcast and in conferences, so many conferences, talking about the practical nature of our business, which of course is so important. You know, we talk about dynamic pricing. We talk about operations and how to manage housekeeping. We talk about digital guidebooks and communication and getting things across to our guests and how we handle negative reviews. All of those things, very practical issues that we deal with every single day. What we don't talk about so much is, you know, how we handle it all internally. You know, are we actually cut out to be doing this job at all? And what skills and tools are out there to help us? So this episode, I've now turned over to sharing what I talked about at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit, which was called How You Can Change Your Life with Self-Hypnosis, Self-Hypnosis for Everything. And I'm going to share some of that with you. But first of all, I want to, to do a very, very brief review of the Vacation Rental Women's Summit because... Amy Highnote and her team put so much into that. And I know that every single woman who, and man, every single person, person who attended that conference came away with a renewed motivation and with inspiration to take back to their businesses. Now, in that conference, there were a lot of presentations on those practical things that I just mentioned but there were also so much about, you know, how we look after ourselves. There was 
presentations about self-care. There were keynotes about how we face the world of this business as, as a woman. There was a keynote about stress busting and teaching us about the whole chemical issue or the whole chemical stuff behind stress. There was a presentation on domestic violence and how you can recognise this in the workplace. That was very powerful. It was uh, with Vanessa de Souza-Large and Sue Jones from HR for VR and Tammy Sims, formerly of Properly. Um, I'm sure those of you who listen to my podcast, you've heard all these three ladies uh, on the podcast before. I will be talking to Vanessa in January about her own personal experience with domestic violence and the new movement that she is spearheading called Catch Abusers. And I think this is this is very powerful. She's an incredibly brave lady. But I won't say much more about that. You will have to listen in January when Vanessa comes on to the show and shares her story and what she's doing about raising awareness of domestic violence and sometimes workplace abuse as well. So what I'm trying to say is that the Women's Summit brought a lot more to the table and allowed us to really share and network about some of the things that impact us personally, that impact the way we work, that impact the way we present ourselves, you know, in meetings and at conferences and in situations with our stakeholders. And uh, this is not what you would normally find at a, a Verma conference or an East or West spring and fall conference and some of the vendor conferences. They do stick with all the practical stuff. So for those of you who were lucky enough or had the foresight enough to buy your ticket to the Vacation Rental Women's Summit, I know that you have access to all the videos of every one of the 47 breakout sessions to enjoy because of course you know so many sessions you can only get practically to a, a few of them so please make sure those of you who attended that you do take advantage of that generous addition to your ticket price which was all those breakout sessions recorded now if you didn't go you can still buy those you can still buy all of those breakout sessions and I think it's, you're going to have to go to um, Vacation Rental Women and I will put a link on the show notes to that. But you, I think you'll find that the Summit presentation package is $599. And when you consider there's 47 sessions, even with my maths that is, is not too hot, it's only a little more than $10 a session. And from what I heard from other people who went to loads of the different sessions, every one of them was absolutely worthwhile. So as I say, you can go to the show notes and you can find information on the video package. So a little bit back, you know, I'm flip-flopping a little bit backwards and forwards, but go back to, um, to what I was listening to this morning, Cliff Ravenscraft. He was talking about goal setting and it's a great time of year to think about it. But he does it in a, an interesting way. This particular episode had 10 practical activities you can take, which will help you achieve your goals in 2022. I really encourage you to listen to that episode. And once again, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. 
So before I get away from talking about Vacation Rental Women's Summit and move on to give you the gist of um, my presentation, I want to just read out some quotes from some of the people who attended because I'm hoping that Amy will do this at some point in the future. And and if she does, if there is another women's conference, you have to go. And, and just listen to what some people have said. Brittany Blackman uh, from Breathe Easy Rentals said, the Vacation Rental Women's Summit offered a powerful agenda full of raw emotion and insight like you've never seen at any other conference. I've found my tribe and it felt good to be surrounded by others who sought advice, shared their experiences and took time to invest in themselves. No other conference comes in comparison to what was felt in New Orleans. Michelle Bredenson Boyle, she, you may have heard her on the podcast. She has tiny houses in uh, in Oregon. And she also rents out little teardrop caravans there, little travel trailers, tiny little things. And she said, I have a whole new network of colleagues who wholly understand the challenges of my business in my corner, rooting for my success. I was inspired by the passion of every woman I spoke to. The energy was palpable and there was so much collective knowledge in one place. I would, uh, I would definitely second that. The knowledge of all the people combined, it was so powerful. Every time you sat down at a, at a meal and there were, you know, eating, there was lots of eating, I got talking to people and I came away with so much value from every connection. Then we have our Andre, Andre Bourgeois MacDonald. Andre has a company called Southern Hospitality and she has properties along the Florida Panhandle. And she said, I'm thankful for this bonding experience with such wonderful women we all share a passion and love of an industry that is rewarding, ever-changing and truly engaging. The outpouring expression of motivation, engagement and friendship from all the ladies was overwhelming. I truly think it was not one speaker or lesson that jumps out. It was a sharing and insight from the ladies I met. Not competing, but truly listening, helping and sharing. And thank you to uh, Elizabeth Ellington. Elizabeth uh, Beth has been on on the show. She uh, she has a design company. She also has multiple vacation rentals, and she gave a session on interior design. So make sure you uh, you check back on that one. But she said I left the vacation rental women's summit feeling like I had wind in my sails again. I didn't realize how much I needed it after the last couple of years. And she makes a lovely tribute to. Our fearless leader, as she says, Amy Highnote, should run for president of anything. Everything she does is done well and with the finesse of a savvy, generous bombshell. That reference to a bombshell comes from the keynote presentation by Amber Hurdle. And it, it was called Velvet Machete Leadership. And, and we all went away in our gift bags. And I have to say, the gift bags from that conference were the most amazing gift bags I have ever come across in any conference. Thank you to all the sponsors and everybody who put something in the gift bag. My Onares mugs have been in use every single day since then. But also in that bag was the uh, the bombshell book written by Amber Hurdle. And I'll put a link to that. It, it That is definitely worth a read too, if you didn't get a free copy, if you didn't go. And then lastly, but not least, Jodie Bourne. My friend Jodie, who's teaching me Instagram at this time, she said, in my opinion, the best thing about this summit are the opportunities for everyone to learn. 
I talked with women who were just starting out with their first property, others who had been around the industry for years, and even vendors and service providers had opportunities. I've been to multiple events in many industries and have never experienced such a range of learning opportunities. So there we are. Thank you to all of those uh, attendees who gave me those testimonials. I, they will all get passed on to Amy because I'm sure she, she needs to, to hear these. So if you went and you haven't let Amy know how you felt about it, please do. She will be so happy to hear from you. And with, with that in mind, just a very quick shout out to Amy Highnote and her team from VRM Intel. Thank you to Rented.com and all the other sponsors. Because sometimes, you know, we go to, we go to these conferences, we go to the meals and the breakout sessions and things like we, we went to the, the Redfish Grill in New Orleans, which is a wonderful restaurant. We had a fabulous 80s theme evening out. It was really wonderful. And it was, every one of these eating events was sponsored by one of the great vendors that help us out in this industry. And I think we forget sometimes, we sometimes have a bit of a them and us attitude about the vendors. You know, they're always out there trying to sell us something. Well, actually, if we didn't have those vendors doing what they do, we'd be back doing what I did. They're very outset of my, of, of my experience in this industry. And that's doing everything on spreadsheets and using fax machines and all this manual stuff. It's the vendors who have actually made this business so impactful for many of us. And I know Steve Milo talks about the success of, uh, you know, his business, which is now V-Trips. When he started out, he started it out as a tech-enabled business. So it enabled him to just be very, very lean and rely on tech. Well, if we didn't have the vendors, we would not have the tech. So next time you go to a conference, go up to the sponsors and say thank you. Thank you for what you do in supporting these events because these events, and I know that from the Vacation Rental Success Summit, you can't put on these events without sponsors. It's not the ticket sales that allow the event to be what it is. It is the contributions from sponsors. So very worthwhile, always looking up the list of sponsors, taking time to go and visit their booths, say thank you, and look at their products. So that was my quick review of the Vacation Rental Women's Summit. My previous recording was 40 minutes of that, but I wanted to use some time to actually talk about my session because I'm going to go on over the next period of time with the podcast pulling in some more, let's say, soft skills. We're going to be talking more about the softer skills of the business. You know, the skills like how do you manage your stress? How can you be assertive? How do you deal with the things that, you know, with the emotions that arise within you when you're having to deal with a challenging person? So I'm going to be spending some more time over the next six months talking to people in, I hesitate to say the self-help business, but the, the more personal development business and bringing that to you so that you can explore how you can grow as yourself as well as grow your business. So part of that was using my particular skills 
that I've had, well, that I, I learned over 30 years ago. So I'm sure many of you do know that I was once a hypnotherapist and a psychotherapist and a counsellor. And I did you know, extensive training, mostly in hypnotherapy, uh, back in the 1990s. And I had you know, a nice practice. People came to my house. I did hypnotherapy sessions for just about everything, you know, fears and phobias and smoking, you know, the usual stuff, smoking and weight loss and anxiety. And I really enjoyed spending time with people, helping them to explore what had occurred perhaps, you know, in the past to bring them to the situation they were in at the time. And then of course I went into, <laughs> I went into short-term rentals, you know, that was a very natural segue, not. And I think what happened was I'd, you know, when you spend a lot of time sitting and listening to people with some very in-depth issues and problems, you know, the time comes where you have to break away from it and do something else. And for me, it was a bit of a breakaway, buying a property, getting involved in setting that up for rental, and then realizing that actually I really quite enjoyed that very much. And so that was the way that my career path progressed. But I've always had this interest in self-development and self-management and using hypnosis to create the life that we actually want. So when Amy suggested that, um, that I did a session on self-hypnosis for the Vacation Rental Women's Summit, I jumped at it. And I, I wanted to bring something that was really easy to understand and it was a little bit of fun but yet had a good degree of of serious work in it but to share what hypnosis and self-hypnosis was about so i'm going to give you a very brief rundown of this session of course if you've got the videos from the event you will be able to see the session in full I'm not hypnotizing anybody. If you're driving a car, don't worry. I'm not going to move into my, my hypnotherapy voice and have you fall asleep at the wheel. I just want to give sort of an overview of, of what it was all about. So as I've said, you know, I, my qualifications for this was I was a board certified hypnotherapist, probably not certified any longer. It's been a lot of years since I, since I redid uh, any form of my training. But I have kept up to date with the practice of hypnotherapy and still occasionally use it. My best friend, Helen, had two, her two babies that I was, uh, that I am the godmother of both of them. And I did hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy for the birth of both of those babies. And Helen had both babies at home. She didn't have any other analgesia. I think there was a little gas and air available, but she was able to deliver Emmy in two and a half hours. And then Lewis, a couple of years later, I remember going to her house and sitting, sitting with her watching, we were watching a movie and we'd already done some work so that she understood the self-hypnosis uh, method of getting into a trance when a contraction came. And it was interesting watching, we were watching a movie and I could, that's the only way I could tell she was having contractions because her eyes would just shut and for a few minutes, she was, she was not looking at, uh, she was not concentrating on the screen. And then she would come back and we'd continue chatting. 
And that's where I realised, you know, the self-hypnotic suggestions that I'd been using had worked perfectly. And then eventually, you know, the, the movie was nearly finished. She said, I, th I think I'm going to have this baby. So there was a midwife there and we went up to Helen's bedroom and she got in the bed and half an hour later delivered <laughs> Lewis with the midwife sort of leaning against the wall. And she said, I haven't seen this before. And it was, it was an amazing experience all round. So yeah, hypnosis can be used for just about anything. But I want to share a couple of things with you. First of all, there's three things you need to know. The first one is there is no magic in hypnosis. Anybody can do this. If you've done meditation, if you've done yoga relaxation, that really is a form of hypnosis. Because self-hypnosis is very similar to meditation in that it, they both involve entering a calm and relaxed state. But the main difference is that when people practice self-hypnosis, they tend to have a specific goal in mind. You know, something that will improve them and their quality of life in some way. So in a typical meditation practice, there's probably no particular goal. It's more of just an easy acceptance of wherever the mind is going to go without judgment or intention. But in hypnosis, you, you decide, this is what I'm going to concentrate on today. So in the session at New Orleans, I asked everybody to put up their hands if they had been hypnotized, whether it was hypnotherapy or stage hypnosis or something. And, you know, a smattering of people raised their hands. And then I said, can everybody now raise their hands? So everybody now with your hands up, I can tell you without a doubt, you have all been hypnotized. And the reason is this, is that we all go into an everyday trance at some point or another. When you're watching a movie, maybe, where you get deeply engrossed in a book and things may be happening around you, but you're not fully conscious of them. We do it all the time when we're driving. And highway hypnosis was first identified back in the 1920s. And it was, um, you experience it when you drive, let's, let's say you take the kids to school or you're going out to a property and you get to your destination, you suddenly realize, uh, oh my gosh, did I go through that those lights. I don't remember going through those lights. Did I drive through a red light? We all do this. You're so focused on something else that you're thinking about that the subconscious mind has just taken automatic control of the car. So we've all experienced that. So hypnosis is in fact the, the ability to focus yourself at will. And it's about developing and using that focus in a really goal-directed fashion, concentrating on data to the exclusion of everything else. So you shut out, you know, any superfluous data and have really narrow focus on what you're doing. It's an excellent method of inserting new beliefs and getting rid of old ones. And one thing I will say, if you ever go to a hypnotherapist and you worry about it, and I talked to a few people in New Orleans who said, oh, no, I'm scared of this. I don't want to be, I don't want to be hypnotized because they'll make me do something I don't want to do. That it cannot happen. Nothing can be inflicted upon you that you would not normally accept. So often when you're a hip, if, if you go to a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist and you're in a hypnotic trance, the analytical mind is sometimes out there going, oh, I'm not feeling anything. I'm not sure what's going on here because I can still hear things going on outside and I can feel the, uh, you know, a breeze or hear a sound or whatever. Well, yes, you will. But the hypnotist, in, in fact, is 
connecting with your unconscious mind while your conscious well, unconscious mind while your conscious mind is still doing a little bit of analysis. So what that hypnotherapist is doing is trying to bypass that conscious part of your mind. I want to give you a quick story of natural hypnosis. I have two siblings. They're eight years and 10 years older than me. And we're at a family wedding a long time ago, about 15 years ago, and we got chatting about where we would see ourselves in 10 years. You know, we're talking about my kids, that were my son Mike, in fact, who was getting married. And I said, where has the time gone? You know, who would have thought that, you know, five or six years previously that my son would be in Canada, he would be marrying a Canadian girl, he would be looking at becoming a firefighter. None of these things five or six years previously were in his plans or nothing that anybody had really thought about that he might do. So with my sister and brother, we started talking about, you know, well, where are we going to be in 10 years' time if, if there were no barriers? And my sister had this vision of building a house. She had the vision of, of a dock and having a nice enough place for all her family to come. And I said, I will be following my passions. I'm going to be writing. I'll be creating courses. And I also had a vision. Of course, my, my son was getting married. I had a vision of having grand, grandchildren and going to a beach in the Caribbean and taking my grandchildren with me and having them sit in that be beautiful blue water. And my brother laughed at all this and he said, oh, you know, 10 years time, I'll be in a nursing home with other people taking care of my every need and I'll be pottering about on my walker. And in the session at New Orleans, I showed three images. One of them was my sister. This was um, around 12 years later. My sister with all her family standing on a dock at her house. If, if you follow me on Facebook, it is my picture. It's my banner at the top of my Facebook page. I then showed another picture which was taken about 10 years later. And it was me with my, my first granddaughter. Well, it was about six years later, actually. Yeah, my first granddaughter on a beach in Exuma in the Bahamas, exactly as I'd predicted. And then I showed the third picture, and I'm sure you're expecting this. <laughs> it's a, it's, and it's, a, it's sad. It's, it's a picture of, of an old gentleman on a walker. It wasn't a picture of my brother because I haven't got a picture of him, actually him on his walker. But that's where, you know, that's how he gets about now. He does live in a nursing home. He does have people taking care of his every need. And we have no idea why he can only get around on a walker because he's perfectly capable of walking by himself. But he decided that that's what he wanted to do. So he actually hypnotized himself. In the simplest form, what we were doing at that meeting with my sister and brother at that wedding was hypnotizing ourselves. It's what we do every time we set goals. It's why I, I was out walking this morning and listening to Cliff Ravenscraft talking about goal setting. And I thought, oh, I've got to go back and I've got to tell the story about the fact that we hypnotize ourselves. You know, we tell ourselves what's going to happen. And if we think about it enough, then it will, it will happen. I really do encourage you to go and, and listen to that, uh, that podcast. It, it is astonishingly good. So, you know, just thinking about the fact that you've already hypnotized yourself, you've, you've already done that, hypnotized yourself into the beliefs you currently hold. You know, you've consciously accepted them, you've focused on them, and you've narrowed your interest to those specific points. And in doing that, you've actually activated the unconscious mechanisms that then make those things happen. 
Uh, something Cliff was talking about this morning was about things like vision boards and creating something um, specific that you want and focusing on it. And and if you focus on it enough, it will happen. And then the the flip side of that is that nothing holds us back like the beliefs we have about ourselves. In this session at New Orleans, I had a photograph of a lady called Ernestine Shepherd, who's a bodybuilder. And the pictures I showed were of Ernestine at 84, winning a competition, a bodybuilding competition. Because we often say, and something that I do is I say to myself, I'm too old. I'm too old to do X, Y, Z. And then I look at Ernestine Shepherd, who did not start bodybuilding until she was 56. And she's a champion bodybuilder at 84. Sometimes we say we're too young. There's a lot of fabulous young people in this industry who might hold themselves back from things that they could achieve because they tell themselves they're too young and too inexperienced. Another belief we often use is I'll be judged and then I'll feel embarrassed. Many people hold that type of belief. And then, of course, there's the personal trait type beliefs. I'm too short. I'm too thin. I'm too heavy. I'm too tall. I will never achieve anything. My opinion is not worth anything. Here's one that I've told myself over and over. I'm bad at numbers. I'm useless at figures. I will even tell people, and this is something I'm working on at the moment, I'll tell people I'm number dyslexic and that numbers dance around when I look at them. Well, that's a load of BS. That really is. It's simply something I've told myself because actually a teacher told me that when I was 10 years old, that I was no good at math. And, and I've just logged into that belief forever. So why am I talking about beliefs? Because those beliefs are limiting. And unless you deal with the limiting beliefs, you will not be able to change anything with self-hypnosis. You've got to look at the limiting beliefs at the outset before you start making some changes. So once again, Cliff Ravenscraft talks in that episode about um, an hour-long session he does on limiting beliefs, and I think that's definitely worthwhile uh, seeking out as well. So what can you use hypnosis for? You can use it for everything. Fears, improving confidence and self-esteem, anxiety, motivation, dealing with procrastination, pain. Just as I mentioned, uh, my friend Helen and the babies. Dentistry fears, that's one of mine. So basically anything that is causing you a personal issue, you can use hypnosis to, to deal with it. Whether you deal with the anxiety surrounding it or you deal with the issue itself, something you can do yourself. You've just got to get away from thinking that things that have happened in the past to you will impact you now and it's nothing you can change. Another expression I, I love and I brought up uh, earlier in the session simply says, the point of your power is in the present. Because most of what we do is impacted by things that have happened in the past and things that we anticipate will happen in the future. But if we stop for a moment, and again, this is what meditation is about, we stop for a moment and we stay in the here and now and we deal with things in that state, then that's when powerful changes can be made. So very briefly, if you're wondering how you do self-hypnosis, there's three elements to it. The first one is called induction. The second is deepening. And the third is suggestions. So induction is really, really simple. I gave a couple of examples in my session. So you're finding a comfortable space. 
And then the induction is bypassing. What you're doing is bypassing the conscious part of the brain and accessing the subconscious. Now, I, I gave three ideas of how you can do this. The first one is called progressive relaxation. You will have done that probably in meditation or yoga relaxation. It's where you you just concentrate on different, uh, you know, from top to bottom, from the top of your head, all the way down to the tips of your toes. And you just imagine each part of you just gently relaxing and just allowing those muscles to relax. And you use words like relax, feeling sleepy, feeling drowsy, deeper relaxing, and you talk yourself through a progressive relaxation through your body. And that's a really good method. It takes time. And you probably would spend 10 minutes or so getting yourself into a state of, of nice, deep relaxation that way. A much quicker way is to simply get yourself comfortable, sit, look upwards. Just look up until you feel. Then you're telling yourself that as I'm looking up, my eyes are getting tired. And as my eyes get tired, I just want to close them. And as I close my eyes, then I will feel more and more relaxed. See, I'm not using my hypnotherapy voice here because you might be driving while you're listening to this. I don't want you practicing this while you're driving. So there are a gazillion resources on the web for self-hypnosis, for self-hypnosis self scripts, for scripts that you can, you can buy and download and for actually making your own, for making your own. So you listen to your own voice and you can play that to yourself. And there's a lot to be said for doing that, to actually record a self-hypnosis script for yourself. The, the third method of induction is to rub your hands together to create some friction. And then you focus on the feeling of heat and energy between your palms. Move, then you move your hands away from each other and then closer together until you reach a spot where you feel your hands magnetized to one another. Then you focus on this sensation with your conscious mind and allow your subconscious mind to take over, leading you to a deep hypnotic state. So that one will take some practice. So the second way is, uh, is, is deepening. After you've done that induction, you're nicely relaxed. Deepening can be done by a variety of methods. My specific one, the one I use, is that once I'm deeply relaxed, I will then take myself, use, using imagery, take myself to my happy place, which is this beach in Gulf Shores. And I will see myself, imagine myself walking down the sandy steps to the shoreline. And in my imagery, I have bare feet. I can feel the warm sand under my feet as I go down from step to step and you count down. And then once I get to the beach, I will lay on a chair, a lounging chair, and then I'm even deeper relaxed. You can use, imagine you're coming down in an elevator and then you see yourself going down from 10 down to one, you know, 10th floor down to the first floor. A lot of different ways of doing the deepening. And what that is doing is just bringing you into a deeper trance state where your subconscious mind has basically taken over. Remembering all the time that you are in control. At any time, you know, if the phone rang, you could come straight out of this. If somebody needed you, you would come straight out of that trance 
and be back to conscious recognition of everything uh, almost immediately. It is better, though, at the end of, you know, once you've given yourself some suggestions, is to come gently out of it, say, I'm going to count from, uh, from one to three, and when I get to three, my eyes will open and I'll feel wide awake. So once you've got yourself into the trance, you can use post what's called post-hypnotic suggestions. Each session you do should be just one suggestion, one thing that you're going to work on. So a suggestion has to be said with conviction. You imagine the words being said gently, but ensure the tone that you're giving yourself is reassuring, it's confident and positive. You phrase your suggestions in the present tense as if you'd already achieved it. The suggestion, I am confident, will be more effective than I will be confident in a particular situation. Because the word am, as in I am confident, is in the present tense and is more certain. Another example, I am organized and my days are structured for success. Much better than I won't procrastinate anymore. So you talk to yourself about what you do want, not what you don't want. So also make your suggestions realistic. Avoid overambitious suggestions such as I'm going to lose a lot of weight quickly. Instead, you focus on smaller and more specific goals, such as I will eat more vegetables and exercise more. I know that sounds a little bit trite, but, you know, you craft up your suggestions before you do your 10 or 15 minute session. And then you repeat the suggestions over and over again. State the suggestion many times because that repetition drives home the point. So while you're doing that, use your imagery. So you imagine the sounds, for example, the feeling of warmth or the feeling of of warm sand underneath if you're walking along a beach, etc. So in the session, I also talked about, and I'm going to do these really quickly because time's running out a little bit, but I'm going to just talk through two exercises you can do. The first one's called a point of power exercise. And you take yourself into trance, whichever way you want. And then for five minutes only, you direct all of your attention towards something that you want, something that would be great if you could attract it. This is very law of attraction style material. So you use visualization or your verbal thought, whatever comes most naturally to you. But for that period, don't concentrate upon any lacks, anything that you don't have. You just concentrate upon your desire. You use all of your energy and attention in that five minutes and then forget about it. Don't check to see how well it's working. Just make sure that in that period, your intentions are clear. Then one thing you should do in one way or another, make one physical gesture or act that is in line with your belief or desire. So it could be making a telephone call, sending an email, doing something that will take you one step towards that which you want. Then the other exercise, which shouldn't be done in conjunction with the point of power exercise, and I will put these into the show notes so you can go back and have a look. So the second exercise is natural hypnosis and all you need to do is for five or ten minutes a day at the most, you think about your new desired beliefs. So with point of power, it's something that you want. With a natural hypnosis, you're going to change your beliefs. So during that short period of natural hypnosis, you'll just concentrate your attention as vividly as possible upon one simple statement. 
So this is, you know, we've just been talking about suggestions. So it's one of those statements. Repeat it over and over while focusing. Try and feel that statement in any way possible. So don't allow distractions and then do that repetitively. While you're doing the exercise, remember that you're using the present as a moment of power to insert new beliefs and that these will indeed be materialized. So don't think about, oh, this will never happen because it's never happened in the past or you you put obstacles in the way of it. You just simply need to hold yourself in the present and focus on that new belief. Afterwards, don't dwell on it. Just like in the in the point of power exercise, don't dwell on it. Just put it out of your mind. And what you have done is just utilize natural hypnosis in a concentrated form. As I say, I'm going to include those two exercises in the show notes. So you can go back and read them and do some practicing of, of those. So that was my presentation in a nutshell. And I believe that the people who came to it, they enjoyed it. Hopefully they went away wanting to know more. And it really got me thinking that I should do some more episodes focusing on on this type of work. And I'd love to hear from you if it's something that, that you would be interested in. And if you'd like to hear more on things like goal setting and how you can achieve what it is you want to achieve, how to deal with situations, etc. By harnessing the power of your mind. Because, you know, so many of the issues that we face and have difficulty dealing with are there because of what is between our ears. It's, because, it's there because of the way that we have been programmed to think about them. And there are so many methods that we can use to circumvent the barriers that our mind puts out for us. And if you'd like, uh, you know, if you'd like me to explore more of that, then let me know. I want to make sure that I'm delivering the material that you want to hear and I will create accordingly. So thank you so much for, for listening to that. I know it was a little bit beyond, a little bit different from what I normally do. I thank Cliff Ravenscraft for inspiring that one. And I'm going to actually going to go back and look at or listen to a few more of his podcasts. And I'm sure I'm going to be inspired more. In fact, the upcoming episode with Andrew McConnell in a couple of weeks time, we'll be exploring this a little bit more. Andrew is having a book published in June and we're going to be talking about that and generally what the future is for the business in 2022, but taking it from a different level than you probably will hear anywhere else. So look out for that at that episode. It's going to be fun. Well, I'm off to enjoy my two weeks back in Ontario and uh, prepare myself for getting back to the warmth and sunshine in January. So until then, I hope if, if you're listening around about the time of publication, I hope you have a great holiday season and look forward to a really, really successful 2022. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.